What's up, everybody? On this episode of the Boston Ski Party, we have Hunter Henderson. Hunter is a U.S. Free Ski Pro slope-style team member and a Red Bull athlete. Today, we take a deep dive into his skiing, covering everything from ski school at Sunday River when he was just two years old to a backyard barn trampoline that his dad built for him and his sister. We got into his TED Talk that he did, get this, when he was 13 years old. Kind of freaking wild. We also discuss his competitive career thus far and his aspirations for the Winter Olympics in 2026. Hunter is a super chill dude, and I was stoked to sit down in studio and chop it up with him. Enjoy the show. Holla. It is what it is, man. 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 It's cheap, too. Duskymaster.com We've been, like, been back and forth, like, doing with headphones, without headphones, because Garrett never has his shit together, so sometimes we don't have headphones. <laughs> Best producer in the game, dude. <laughs> Um, all right, so you want to just bring it a little bit closer. You want to talk. You'll want to talk closer than you think. Okay, sounds good. That's that's better. There you, go. you too, AP. You're going to want to be closer to the mic than you think you need to be. Like this close? Sure. That's what you're into. I'm like, I like this. All right. Give my voice. Well, I mean, well you can... That. Why are I you being it. awkward about no, it? I'm just, not, dude. Okay. Dude, I'm perfect. I'm you don't sorry. know what to do with your hands. <laughs> you know what to do, dude? What do I do with these? <laughs> Dude, this is my first time in the room too, bro. <laughs> Actually, no, it's no, just keep well, getting higher and it, higher. It, higher yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be standing up on the table before this is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how'd the podcast go? Well, AP was standing the whole time because he didn't know what to do with his hands. He likes elevated surfaces. <laughs> yeah, this is your first. This is your first. A- I mean, we've we've fucked around in here a bunch, well, but I've chopped it up with like the internal crew. Yeah, yeah. But, but this is this is your first. This is your first Boston Ski Party pod. Oh yeah. Really? yeah. Well. Te- Technically, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, you've never been on the, I feel on the feed, dude. No, I haven't. No, yeah, wait, I was waiting for you, bro. I was like, <laughs> yeah, whenever Hunter you. gets here, dude, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll you'll, you'll hop in here. <laughs> yeah. He's been offered many times, but he was like, no, if Hunter's no, not, not good enough, it, not, not good enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's waiting for the right person. Yeah. About fucking yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> he was just waiting for a reason to serve me warm fucking Red Bulls. What he was trying to do. I mean, I, I apologize for all that. I didn't realize that. That was, you know, those are warm. These Dude, are ice cold. I, I like Red Bull whether it's warm or cold. Yeah, I don't mm. mind it. Mine's pretty, mine's almost hot. That's, like <laughs> <it. laughs> That's a good sponsored athlete right there. <laughs> Usually, mic- microwave mine before I drink it. That's how much I like it. Are you going to ask him this question, dude, or are you going to say that? Well, actually, I, I was going to, I had a question for you, but I thought you were 21, but you're under 21. Mm-hmm. But I was going to ask if you're contractual, contractually obligated to drink. Red Bull vodkas anytime you're out, but like at a Red Bull event, I've n- I no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's I, think I'm, I think I'm legally obligated not to. <laughs> I got vodka in this right now. <laughs> it is Friday, dude. I guess in, you know, if you go to Whistler, though, right? It's a different story. Yeah, you're, I think it's 19. 19? Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is weird. Why can't is it wait 19? to have my first beer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, 19 there, and then eight, 18 in. Right. Yeah, it, it like yeah. changes around. Depending on the province, I guess. Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, Alberta is 19 as well, I think. Interesting. Yeah, I think Quebec is the only one that's 18. I think all the other ones are 19, which is why Quebec is probably the best, in my opinion. 
I mean, yeah. IMO. It's a good time. It's dope. Montreal is a good time. So you're in Europe, we, were, we were just talking about that. Dude, AP oh, just... Because Tate, Tate's going, that's why. AP just had all these hot takes prepared for, uh, <laughs> for the today. moment he yeah. got on the pod. <laughs> Yo, honestly, Quebec is the best province. <laughs> I don't care who hears me say it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. No, it, it actually is a good time. Have you ever been to Montreal? Yeah. It's awesome. Mm. I haven't really been, like, downtown or spent much time downtown Montreal. We were up there... Um, my sister and I went up there for a ski to e-shoot in like mid-April mm-hmm. to maximize. Um, and they pushed like a really sick jump and had some some unique rail features that we were hitting and, and shooting on. And it was really, really fun. But it's like, I mean, it's not far. So we just drove up there, but we didn't really get to spend much time in Montreal. No, it's like it's like surprisingly close. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. It's surprisingly close. It, it really is. And then when, when you get when you get there, you're like, I can't believe I don't come here more. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that close. Mm-hmm. So where, where are you most of the time? Because you're originally from New Hampshire, right? Yeah, I mean, most of the time I'm, like, in an airplane <laughs> or in a car or something. But, um, like, this whole year I've just been traveling so much. I would say I'm, like, based out of Park City now. Um, okay. My sister Grace and I both have a two-bedroom. We have a two-bedroom apartment in Park City. Um, but uh, I like to come home to New Hampshire like, as much as possible in the summer, especially. Um, but for the most part, I'm on the road. Like, I... I would say I, I slept in my, my room in Park City probably like 20, 30 times this winter, maybe. Jesus. Maybe. That's a lot of road time, man. Yeah. Some serious road time. So whereabouts in New Hampshire are you usually from? Uh, Durham, New Hampshire. Durham. Well, actually, Madbury, New Hampshire, but... Madbury. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like... A no, I, I know Madbury. Oh, it, really? Because like, I, I go to Southern Maine. I, I have a place in, in like near, near Sunapee. Mm-hmm. And when, when I drive to like Agonquit, Wells, oh, yeah. Kittimic area, like I'll just, instead of going down... To nine back to ninety five to back up. I'll just like get off it in Concord and like cut over. Yeah, and so that little cut over. Yeah, exactly. You drive that's right, how you, you I drive right through Dover, Madbury, right? Yeah, that's yeah. how I like I get on uh, whatever the cutover is called. I don't even actually know, but it's like right next to my house. Like mm-hmm. you probably drove right past my house if you've done that. Yeah, like I a, probably have. Um, hey, I've done it like a, a bunch, uh, and it, can, it kind of puts you like right in Kittery. So instead of like doing yeah. the highway dude there's actually it's so funny that you that madbury because like I, i've driven by it and i looked it up online a couple times like when my wife's in the car but do you have that like haunted overlord place yeah that's in madbury dude wait, that what? is the sickest <laughs> dude, the <laughs> sickest like halloween experience I've, but but it's 12 could, months I'll, have. it's 12 months right no i don't think oh, it's so. not okay i don't think so. that would be so weird because well, I, well, I, I looked <laughs> it up and i'm like oh i think it's open all it looks like it's open all the time. Maybe they go harder, like in October. Honestly, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I have only heard of it being open like October. Dude, October. it looks fucked. It's, you've never been? No. Oh my God. It's what is crazy. it? It's like, it's like it's, a haunted it's, house? It's like a haunted house on steroids, basically. It's it's like a haunted like tour, like walkthrough. You go on like this like crazy, it's probably like 20, 30 minutes, and you like walk around. Um, I think you can like, on in your group, you can like... Um, say like you want to be like like, like scared you, yeah you can like pick how like how scared you want to be <laughs> like they can like they yeah. can like grab you or, or they can just Dude. like or like we had so i'm from there so like um one of my friends older or yeah friends older brothers friends worked there yeah and so he like they dressed up in the costume stuff like that and and they would like to my sisters especially um specifically like he came up and was like Grace, Grace, I'm gonna kill you. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And she's like freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the like, as I looked at again, like I've driven by it. I'm like, yeah. look that up, Julie. Like, Julie, look that up. And so you look yeah. it up, and then I'm like, dude, this is legit. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Like dude. the the way they're dressed up, and some of like the rooms that they show online, like I haven't seen they it. Go in real life. They go yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. 
Like you couldn't pay me enough money to do that, bro. Have you seen the <laughs> Nathan for you with the haunted house? No. Uh, you know what Nathan for you is? Yeah. Basically, he goes into businesses and just like he tells them they're gonna he's gonna fix it, but like does a prank. Basically, they uh, he went to a haunted house and he and he took over and. Uh, they, he basically told the people on the haunted house tour that they've contracted a virus that's going to kill them. <laughs> like, it's takes just it like way, way too, too far. Yeah, like psychological damage. It's so funny though. How does he break? How does he break it to him at the end? Do they, like how far does he let it go? To the hospital. <laughs> oh my god! Like ambulance, everything. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, does it get people like to fake s- ambulance? Like, like. Like yeah, they got a fake ambulance to bring them to like yeah. drive them to the hospital. Yep, that's exactly. incredible. I mean, how does he get away with that? I mean, uh, do, do, he's do, Nathan Fielder, dude. He's the most insane person to ever live. I mean, does he make people sign like a wait? Do they sign like a waiver to go into the hot house or, or yep. so they, they're basically signing it, not reading it? Yep. Genius, savage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I you have to sign a waiver for the haunted overload too, and like I'm sure that the actors have been like punched in the face, you know, oh, like yeah. they jump out and someone's just like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if nine people like jump and scream out of 10, one guy's turning around and just like throwing a haymaker. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd do that. No, you wouldn't. I, 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 you would run and scream. No, I, I actually, I would, I would stand still. Yeah. I, I my uh, flight or flight, dude, I, I play like possum. I sometimes <laughs> fucking freeze. Yeah. I don't know. So you're doing. in the middle. You're, you're, you're a freeze boy. I'm a freeze boy. Yeah. I remember like I was walking home the other night and I don't know. I was with Joe Exotic and he was he, he, like called me. He was like, dude, like these guys came out of the taxi cab. They were going to beat me up because it's like they were drunk and the Uber driver kicked them out. So I ran and I was like, great, dude. I, you know, I would just froze because like, I don't know. I can't fight. I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking freezing, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Cinder block shoes. Yeah. You try to blend into yeah, your natural dude. surroundings. <laughs> I just freak <laughs> out. I just, I just yeah. like, uh, Against don't the move. And they're yeah. like, what the fuck is this guy How doing? How can you see me? <laughs> like, dude, we're not going to fight. I'm going to shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, shit. I can't see if I'm moving. You freaked him out so badly because you're trying to like, be camouflaged into, yeah. into like, the Where'd concrete. Where'd he go? <laughs> Yeah, fuck scary houses, dude. <laughs> scary houses? Over, overlord haunted mansions. <laughs> well, now now that I know somebody who's been there, who has friends of friends that work there, we're, we're, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'd we're recommend going. it. Bring Jack, dude. No. 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 His son's like five years old. <laughs> Speaking of Jack, you, you know his brother, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 We, uh, we grew up... I can't remember the first time I met him, but it was probably somewhere... It might have been actually at like Freestyle America something. Yeah, some Maybe. Waterville camp or yeah, something. Yeah, Waterville, Waterville something for sure. Um, or actually, did he go to Holderness? Yeah. So it might have been like a USA say where uh, like that's where I'm at, I think. I call it Choderness. Uh, <laughs> but I, dude, it's funny because I, I went, I used to go to all Jack's comps or like anyone I could go to. And uh, I like remember seeing you and your sister on the start list and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Did he just um, do USA say or uh he did both. Okay. But I don't really know, honestly. Mm-hmm. I remember him going to like nationals at Waterville or something. Um but yeah. Big loon guy. Yeah, he put out some was it one or two edits? Like um one of them was in Park City, I remember that was super sick. Um 
with I can't remember the kid that filmed it, but it was like really, Ian, really well done. Yeah, Ian Averly. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly, the one. Yeah. He, uh, him and Ian put put mm-hmm. out all their edits. I actually met that kid Ian in Park City, like randomly lapping the park. But he's from uh, like Seacoast as well. Yeah, he? he's from Durham. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's what it was. He was like, we were talking. Like, oh, from New Hampshire. Yeah, me too. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm from Durham. He's like. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Ian, dude. Ian <laughs> listens to the pod. He'll be stoked oh, to, to get the mansion. He's a beauty. He's an absolute awesome dude. Yeah. yeah. So from from where, where you grew up, right? I'm assuming you grew up in, in what's it called Madbury. Yeah, Durham, Durham, Durham. Like Durham. So, so River. So where did you ski? Did you did you go right to Waterville? I mean, you're probably, we, you're probably closer to Maine, right? Yeah. Um, kind of. I mean, there's there's mountains all within like two hours. That are like Waterville Loon, Cannon, uh, Sunday River, Wildcat, like yeah. all, like the Con- North Conway way right. as well. But um, we, I started at Gunstock actually, like my first time ever skiing, I think, like two days there and like King Pine. I don't know if you ever heard of King oh, Pine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I went to King Pine like super, super young. That was probably like first couple experiences skiing were King Pine and Gunstock. And then um, my family went uh, in on a house in Sunday River with. Um, my mom's brothers, so like my cousins. And um, we had that for four years at Sunday River um, in a house up there, which was really, really fun. That's where, like, things kind of kick-started for our family, for myself, in in skiing in general. Just, like, I would wake up early in the morning, put my ski boots on, ski all day, and then get picked up in the car with my ski boots still on and go build, like, a jump in the backyard. Or, like, we lived on, we lived on like, a mountain, so you could do, like, car laps on the mountain, too. So sometimes yeah. we would, like leave our house and like ski down to the bottom of the hill and then like get picked up picked up and brought back down yeah nice. it was fun sick were you on the uh freestyle team at sunday river yeah so i did the um like ski school type thing for two years and then my sister joined the race team and i was like no way i'm doing that i like i that's not fun at all. i would just like always go off the trail into like the in on the jumps and in the trees whatever and so i think you had to be like eight or nine to join the free ski program but i was like so done with the 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 daycare stuff and i want to do like moguls and jumps and whatever so like somehow i got into the free ski program when i was like six or seven and it was like maybe maybe i had to do like a tryout or something like they like saw me ski to see if like uh, it was going to be okay and so then i started when i was seven doing yeah seven years old i started like doing officially doing free skiing and um we did that for like seven eight and then um when i was in third grade we went to park city for a year like our whole family moved to park city for six months because my dad um was is able to work remote sort of and uh he would like come back and forth a little bit but we we moved out there for the most part or the rest for that for that winter yeah for 2011 2012 okay um and again like I was I had like 360s, 720s, and stuff like that. I think when we when we moved, um, so I was like getting pretty good, and I, I think it was like eight or nine. And then um, we went out there, and I was skiing. I went from skiing like two days a week on Fridays and Saturdays, to then when I moved out there, skiing on Wednesdays after school, Fridays after school, and Tuesdays and Thursdays night skiing. So I was skiing like five or six days a week yeah. um, when I was in when I was in Park City. Back and when Park City had uh, night skiing, three kings night skiing. Yeah, yeah. Back then too, the good Actually, old days. Yeah, because we would do. Yeah, I was skiing. I was skiing like every every single day and going to going to school until like three, and then getting out, having a snack, and then going skiing. Mm-hmm. 
It was super fun. It's super fun. So so from there, were you, did you guys come back right away, or you're like, no, like this is I got to stay in Park City. Yeah. So we went out there kind of as a trial. Like my parents have basically they they went to UNH and then they've just stayed in Durham for the rest of their lives. So yeah. like they were they pretty, wanted to change. Tip, yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted like a change and like to to try something new. So it wasn't necessarily like see if we wanted to move there, but it was kind of just like an experience that they wanted to do. Um, and we moved out there and we really loved it, but nobody in our family was like ready to move, um, like a, like move there forever. Um, but we knew that we were like kind of done with, uh, Sunday river, mm-hmm. um, and looking for, for something else. And I ended up going, or even before we like that, maybe one of those summers somewhere in the, those couple of years, I went to freestyle America camp at Waterville or like in Campton with the Prestons, with West Preston and Nick Preston, um, like a sleepaway camp. And it's basically like trampolines. Um, at the time, they didn't have an airbag, I don't think, yet when I first went there. Um, so we were just like doing trampolines, and then they have like a little dry slope with rails and stuff. But we did that, and we knew how like um, we knew the facilities and like the coaches and the program that they had at Waterville was really good. And so we rented a house, and when I was like ten years old at Waterville, and then it kind of just like snowballed from there. Got it at Waterville, and, and my sister Grace was still in the race program when we actually like started there. But she only did one year of racing at Waterville, and then she switched to freestyle and, like, immediately excelled in that. And then soon after, we both started at the academy. So when you went to that camp and you saw you know, people training on tramps and you saw all this other kind of things that you probably haven't been exposed to yet, was that when you were like, oh, shit, like, if I want to level up here, this is what I need to be doing? Yeah, well, I, I also had, like, a circle trampoline in my backyard. And um, and that we, we've had it, I've had it, like, since... I was able to walk pretty much. You've had that trampoline. Like I, I know we had that super early on. Mm-hmm. And so went to that trampoline camp and like, you, I don't know if you've bounced on like the circle trampolines before when yeah. you're younger and they're, they're terrible. They're, 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 they're horrible. The fact that th- they were even allowed to be sold for as long as they have is incredible. <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah, so they're dangerous. dangerous they're so too. Da- yeah. I didn't know. We, we got one like, like way too late, like from like Costco, like a Costco special, whatever. It was actually, it's weird story. I won't tell it, but we got one too late. <laughs> and uh, I remember like the first week that I had, I think I was like in, I don't know what I've been like in eighth grade, maybe something like that. My sister was like fifth grade, sixth grade anyways. But I remember like the first week, like kids in the neighborhood, everyone, like three people, like in the first like four days, <laughs> are broken. Like, yeah, gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like through the springs, like yeah. the, like so. The, it's kind of wild that that they're still. I mean, they're probably a lot safer now, but compared to like well, what you what you go from, we would put as many people as we could on that thing and just yeah, like, and yeah, just the fight each other. Yeah, and the double bounce, the double bounce, yeah. dude, the triple <laughs> bounce, incredible. popcorn. But you probably the amount of fights that would break out on that thing, like yeah. with, when you're like in a like. Uh, octagon style net thing yeah. because oh, of, because sick. that was like you, you how many stone cold safe? you know how many stone cold stunners i gave people dude <laughs> yeah. how many rock bottoms yeah so <laughs> many dude i would double bounce my like little sister she was like a quarter of my size she would like go over the net yeah sometimes, yeah dude. over the net oh yeah mm-hmm. it's great mom would get pissed off well it's yeah. it, again back to my original point it, it's it, it i'm glad that they're still like sold because yeah. it's like part of like an awesome portion of your childhood. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, we were living on the edge. Yeah, but back to what you were so, saying. Yeah, I, I had this circle trampoline that I would bounce on all the time. Went to that camp, um, and those those trampolines are like the Olympic style ones. They bounce way higher, and so they they were like super fun to learn tricks on, whatever. Um, and then I would go back home after camp to like my trampoline at home, and like just be on it for hours, but like didn't wasn't the same right same thing. And I would I would just like for years I was. Just begging my parents for to like 
get a bouncier trampoline. And they're like, they're like, what does that even mean? Like, you want a bouncier This one doesn't trampoline? bounce good enough. Yeah, and they're like, what? Yeah, no, it, I'm not going high enough. Like, what does that mean? But, um, yeah, I, I just kept begging, begging for a long time. And then we actually, we have, like, a super old New England house um, with, like, a, a barn in the back. Like, a, it's really old. There's, like, farm animals when my parents first moved in. But then um, they sold them or whatever and, or the people that owned it before had farm animals, something like that. And uh, now it's just like storage and, or like if we have like a party or a barbecue, like people go hang out in there and stuff like that. It's really, nice. really fun. But um, we renovated it and ended up putting a like Olympic style trampoline in, in one of it in like the so um, back Dope. corner. And it's uh, like into the, in the ground and we put these pads around it. So how deep do you have to be in the ground? It's like Four or five feet. Oh, not deep. That's, yeah. I, I would have thought it would be But deeper. I mean, like if you, well, the other thing is like now, because I weigh more and like can bounce higher, I can touch the ceiling like pretty easily. But like back then I couldn't touch the ceiling and it wasn't really a problem. Um, but now I can like pretty easily touch the ceiling. What, what about the bot? What, and I don't, I've never touched the bottom. Really? But I would imagine, well, that's the other thing. It's like if I, like I couldn't touch the bottom because I'm already like hitting the ceiling. You know what I mean? So like, if I oh, if I if there's yeah. no ceiling, I could keep bouncing higher, and like maybe I'd hit the bottom. Yeah. But um, it's pretty deep. It's like probably five feet, probably five feet deep. Um, and yeah, there's, but it's not th that big of a room, so it kind of looks like this stuff actually. Like, <laughs> well, not really, but it's like um, the the room's kind of small, so it looks like one of those like rooms in uh, like elementary school when kids are like having a freak out and it's like completely padded all around. <laughs> I know those rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett spent oh, a lot of time well. in those rooms. <laughs> I did. That's where I grew up. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like that basically like you, it, you could like land a trick or whatever and like shoot off into the wall. Cause it's, there's not that much space, but it's just padded. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's, that definitely was something that also like probably helped me become the skier and like have the tricks I have today because I was just spent so much time on that trampoline in the barn. Um, I mean, yeah, man, that's incredible. Yeah, that was, I, I, I should know the year or the date on when we actually put that in, but it was, it was early. It was like in sixth grade or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and then you have to have some kind of level of coaching that would probably help you with that trampoline too. Do you, do you have people come over or do you like, how did that work? No. So we, well, I guess around that same exact time I was um, at Waterville going on weekends and then in sixth grade um, or fifth grade, actually in fifth grade, I started doing the uh, winter program at Waterville, which was like, I, I would leave, which they also didn't do. I don't think they started until like sixth or seventh grade for that, but um, I got like a special exception to start earlier by like the coaches or something to start earlier at the Academy. And I started when I was in, fifth grade and um basically would like take the curriculum from the middle school up there do my classes and get to ski during the day so like do classes from like 7 30 to eleven thirty, and then ski from like 12 till four or whatever mm -hmm. um and they had the trampolines there at waterville so i was oh, like sick. training on those a bunch and then like when i would go home in the spring summer fall i, I would bounce on my own um but no i never think we yeah we never had any coaches come over to our barn to to do anything that was kind of just free reign it was also like like i said before the the circle trampoline with the net was like a octagon 
we would have like fight nights in the trampoline room. It's so just like good. all padded. It's and awesome. Like, yeah. It's awesome. Funny. Was it similar at Proctor, dude? Like similar <laughs> schedule, like for ski, like for class and ski or, or was it, was it more class? Oh, I didn't know you went to Proctor. Oh, I did. Yeah. I went to New Hampton. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Lakes region rival, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The schedule was during the winter, it would be like classes from like eight to two. And then you'd go to the mountain on most days. And then I think on Wednesdays, it was like we'd get out at like noon and then go skiing. So we were skiing every day. To Ragged. But, uh, or Sunnaby. Yeah. yeah ragged. New Hampton skis at same, same place or no? As Proctor. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, Wait, did Rob Dresser coach you? No. At Proctor? No. Okay. No. Thank God. <laughs> well, actually, you, you know, we just had him on the podcast. Dan Egan. Dan Egan. Yeah. Oh, no way. So, Dan so Egan we'll, was we'll, like, we'll tell the story because you didn't tell it yeah, on, yeah. on the Dan podcast, which you should have. But like, so he was their coach. Yeah. So Dan became the coach my last year at Proctor. And uh, it was just the team was me and two of my best friends. And uh, Dan came in and like the first couple days we were like, who the hell is this old guy? Like this guy doesn't know about skiing. What the hell? Like, we were just like kind of like tr- like uh like this guy's over his like, skis with under, us. Un- under our veracity, like this guy is so lame. And then like <laughs> three weeks in, we realized he's been in like 20 Warren Miller movies and he's like a ski pioneer. He's like yeah. a legend. <laughs> That's like, why didn't he say it to, from the jump? No. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> but, Flex uh, on us a little bit. Yeah, that was dope. Um, Sick. Yeah. So I've heard you talk before, like, about you and your sister. So when your sister was done racing, right, was, was she kind of, like, a bigger influence on you to, like, keep pushing with, with what you're doing now? Or, or how did she make that transition? Was it more you than her or her than you? I mean, I would say that I was doing freestyle skiing and she was racing and she wasn't really loving racing and I was loving freestyle and I was like well you should come try this and like she would be racing but then she'd like sometimes come to those summer things and like do some of the freestyle stuff with me so she always kind of like knew she liked it in the back of her mind and then kind of uh helped her to make the switch and convince her to do it but then I mean since since the day she switched we've just kind of been like feeding off of each other going back and forth on like skiing or like if somebody's not so motivated or doesn't want to like like whatever just like kind of like helping each other through the whole process yeah which has been something that's like um definitely really helpful and like super super fun to have a family member that's also like uh just from a level of like comfortability right mm -hmm. like you guys are there together i mean that's gotta be huge yeah i think it's um definitely something i've i've said this before too but it's like something when we're traveling and like have been away from home for a really long time it's like home is really where like you feel at home and so like having some family f- with you while you're away is definitely like um definitely helps with the with the being away for so so much time yeah man i mean especially if you're on the road that often i mean having someone around where you feel like it doesn't feel like you're surrounded by strangers all the time yeah it doesn't feel like you're on the road you feel like you're at home so yeah it's, it's, it's definitely like we're we're definitely uh, lucky in that sense that's she's awesome travel with you a lot like yeah, yeah she's on the same team as me cool. we're both on the u.s ski team uh competing in all the world cups so we pretty much go everywhere together i mean like we separate for certain things and stuff like that and like even on trips sometimes we'll be like I, i'll like won't see her that much because like i'm hanging out with like the guys and the girls like doing their own thing or whatever and we're like split up so it's like oh like i'm i should probably go talk to grace i haven't seen her in a couple of days but <laughs> and meanwhile we're like doing we're in the same place but yeah um well, it's easy for your parents to come say what's up yeah super easy right. and and to watch too like they just 
yeah. They can they can easily watch us both, which is cool. It's, it's great. It's awesome, man. Do you have any other siblings? No, just just Grace. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, on the competition circuit, right? I mean, because like it's coming up, and I know everyone's going to ask you this as we get closer to it. But you're sitting across from me, so I have to ask: like, mm-hmm. what's it like? You know, obviously, your ultimate goal, I'll put words in your mouth, is to probably make the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you have X amount of time to do that. What is what's that like as like an athlete and like kind of pre- preparing for trying to qualify for for Cortina? Um, I mean, it's basically it's it's just like skiing, skiing as much as I can. Like, I think a lot of people have different ways of going about it with like. Um, different plans but in in my head the way that i'm going to become the best skier that i can be is skiing and like being on skis for as much as possible and like and and that doesn't necessarily just mean like trying to go everywhere and ski as much as can it also is just like when i do have the opportunity to be skiing like in the off season or whatever to like make the most of it and just like keep learning new things and like getting just getting better and better like every single day um yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty much my plan. I like like l- last year I um last ski season I I did my fall semester of my freshman year at University of Utah, so I like decided that I wanted to do an in-person semester of school. I took a gap year after I graduated in 21 and then last fall I did like a in-person semester. Um and then went online after that and I just basically did it cuz I wanted to get that experience of like being a um, freshman in, in college because I knew I knew I wasn't like gonna actually be an in-person college student ever but I also knew that I would if I didn't do it now I was never gonna like yeah ever sit in a classroom so I was like I, this is kind of a good time to do it I might as well just do it right now and then now that I kind of like got that out of the way in a sense I um I like am just so down to be skiing all the time and traveling all the time and uh and doing classes like online like one I'll do like one or two classes a semester but yeah, just travel as much as I can. Pretty much. You're going to college and trying to make the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like it can be a lot sometimes to like, try and keep up with the classes, but it's a nice thing as well because we like ski during the day, but then a- after skiing, like you're kind of just sitting around sometimes, like shooting the shit, watching YouTube, like just yeah. hanging out, playing games or whatever, and like it's can be nice to have like a little bit of responsibility to like just do a little bit of an assignment and then you know it like keeps your brain active keep yourself otherwise sharp. i'm just like yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Other, i mean but you, you can otherwise i'm just like duh <laughs> talking <laughs> about talking yeah. circles Two about skiing. <laughs> well i mean it's good to, t- I mean, to chip away at it man i mean if you can do like one or two classes a semester i mean while you're kind of doing what you're doing now like over the course of time, like you're you're getting all your credits, which is yeah, really yeah. Good. I'll I'll probably graduate when I'm like thirty, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's a fine. lot of people do that, bro. Mm-hmm. What was your what was what was your your initial impression of your your first and only semester of like actual? Yeah, university? I mean, it was definitely really fun, but at the, at the same time, like I had already taken a gap year, um, and my mom like called this from the get go, but she, but basically like I'd already taken a gap year, so I was already a year older, and like I. I have grown up with like older kids my whole entire life, just like skiing with the older kids because like, as I said earlier, like I, I like kind of jumped into programs when I was like younger than everybody else. And like then just rode with the older guys. And so I was just like, kind of like, and I've been traveling so much and like been all, been all over the place and like been on my, like lived on my own already for like years before that. And then I hop into the dorm room where like, it's, not as like it's a lot more structured and like you have to be here and hit there at like these certain times and and like 
um, you don't have as much like free reign. And so I didn't, it didn't bother me that much, but my mom's like, it's going to be a big shock. And it was for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <did>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was definitely like, I don't regret doing the, the, um, moving into the dorm at all. It was really, really fun. And I oh, you lived of, in the dorm there? Yeah. Yeah. I lived in the dorm. Um, I, we actually had a, like during or like after COVID happened, there was like a huge influx of boarders or, um, like out of state students coming to Utah to live in the dorms and they didn't have enough space. So they like turned this dorm that was like a sophomore dorm into a freshman dorm where it was like uh, a quad. So there's like two, two and like a um, common room and they just turned the common room into a single. So then it was this like five singles across. So I had four other roommates in there with me and like, they were super cool. And, and like, I met a ton of like really, really um, sick people when I was at Utah, because that was another thing is like, I lived in Utah and I like only knew skiers, which was, it was just totally fine. Like I'm okay with that, but it's, I definitely like to like expand out of just skiing mm-hmm. a little bit with like the people I know. And, and that's like kind of, not really true because a lot of the kids at Utah that I hung with, like everybody skis anyway, and like and is true. like obsessed with it. So, <clears throat> but it was just like I, I didn't know that many people in Utah, and it like definitely helped me like make more friends in Utah, especially when it's hard, like when you're just traveling all the time, and like then you're only hanging out with the US ski team people. So, well, I mean, it's definitely good when when you go to school, right? Like like everyone in this room did. It, it is kind of rad because you do like to your point, like having a bunch of random roommates. You live in a dorm with a bunch of random people you do kind of tend to branch out into like other interests that you wouldn't normally do if you're just hanging out with the same people. Yeah. And that was something that like was kind of a um, final like piece to convincing myself and my parents that like it's probably a good thing. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I, I did it. I mean, when I mean, I played a lot of soccer growing up, like, mm-hmm. and so you just like are known as like a soccer player and then you, and you get to school and I'm like, I'm not playing soccer anymore because I just don't want to play soccer anymore. And so like you hang out with a bunch of people who don't play soccer yeah. And now you're like, oh, like there's a lot of other dope ass shit yeah, that I could do, be doing yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> instead of just like playing soccer. Yeah, being all your the time. personality being soccer. Right. Yeah. So that and, you know, in your freshman year mind, like at the time, you don't really think of it le- that way. You just think of it like, oh, shit, like I don't get to play ball anymore. But then you're like, as you kind of grow into the, that first year, you're like, oh, this is actually pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. This you is really whatever cool. you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. Being friends with kids you'd never think you'd be friends with. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Like, well, actually, yeah, that, that totally happened at Utah. Like I, I met a bunch of friends that like I I like met a bunch of people where like you're like oh I'm gonna be best friends then you don't end up becoming best friends and then like yep. people where I was like oh I, like I don't see like see like as if they're as like um similar to me yeah. and then you end up being best friends yeah yep. yeah it's crazy my, my roommate my, my freshman year roommate his name was Eric Brayband and I'm Eric German so it was it was, it was Eric and Eric and mm-hmm. we, we couldn't have been more opposite like coming out of high school like couldn't be more opposite like we yeah. got there and Eric Bray, he looked he took one look <laughs> at me your roommate yeah, yeah, my random roommate my freshman year, uh, Giorgio, who started Ski Monster with me, we started together. He was he lived right across the hall, mm-hmm. and then we ended up becoming roommates after that, and so yeah. on and so on. And here we are. But Eric Brayband, um, <laughs> like I remember, I'll, I'll never forget because I walk in, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm my name's Eric, and he's like, me too, and like just the way he looked at me, like, and after we, you know, like about a month in, he's like, the first time I saw you, dude, I was like. Fucking hate this kid, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that always happens. Just like one, it's like one look at me. That's such like, like a male thing too, where you see like somebody else, oh, like the first size time him like, up, yeah, yeah, like, 
Oh, I, fuck, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he told me he's like, he's, he's like yeah, everything about high school that I hated is yeah. is walked into my room. That's so <laughs> and, funny. I, and I have to Dude. live with him. Where did you go to school? <laughs> I went to UMass Lowell. Okay, yeah. yeah. See, yeah, but was, we became like best. Like, I love him. We became best bros. Yeah, he would have ended up living with us. Uh, we we had moved off campus and we got a big apartment with a bunch of our buddies. It was fucking awesome. Um, he if it wasn't for George's random roommate freshman year because we like swapped. Eric moved in with George's roommate and George moved, moved in with me. Uh-huh. Eric Braven would have moved, would have lived in our house with us. But like his roommate kind of dragged him a di- different direction. We still stayed friends, whatever. Yeah. But um, he, he's the he's he's the man. It, but similarly, like I would have never been friends with Eric Braven unless like you get put in like a room this size with two beds. And yeah. You make it work. This you know? size, literally. Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> you know, he's everything I hated about high school just walked into my room. That <laughs> is that's what unbelievable. <laughs> that's what he said to me. And I was like, I'm sorry, dude. But and he's like, I, he's like, I hate how much I love you now. <laughs> Did he spell it with a K or a C? Dude? No, two C's. Wow. It's the only way, dude. <laughs> the only way. Um, dude, another cool thing that I wanted to ask you about, which is I, I think is insanely cool, and you were probably shitting bricks at the time, but you, you played it off great. I watched it online. You did a great job. was like your TED, TED Talk, dude. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What are you, 12 or 13? Uh, 13, yeah. Dude. Come on, how'd that even come to come to be? Um, basically, I I so I grew up playing lacrosse too, and that was something like that was a big part of my life. Is my my dad was more of like my uh, lacrosse influence. He was like played uh, division lacrosse in college, and then he coached high school lacrosse, and then he en- he ended up once like I was born and out of age, he started co- coaching me like up until high school, pretty much. But um, I was playing club lacrosse um, down here in Boston with some. Um, like with with a club lacrosse team and, and somebody's what dad, huh? Nestle? Uh, no, three D, three D New England. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Did you play Nestle? Nah, I just remember kids playing Nestle. Yeah, yeah. And they, they had like, cool the, uniforms. The clams or something. Yeah, yeah. Fighting clams, something. <laughs> the clams? Yeah, the yeah. clams, dude. Yeah, that's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. that's if you were on the a team clam- called Laxatusets too. Oh yeah, Laxatusets. <laughs> yeah, Sounds like laxatives. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, uh, yeah. So we, uh, some one of the dads on the team, or like one of the not that dads on the team but one of the kids dads on the team he uh he worked for tedx or like helped volunteer for tedx and um somehow found out about my my skiing stuff and and thought it was interesting so approached me and and like asked me and my parents if we want to do it and i was like hell no no chance am i doing that like you're 13 yeah that's terrifying absolutely not it's terrifying my mom was like um like okay but it'd be like a really good opportunity blah, 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 like you're gonna regret it for the rest of your life if you don't all this stuff and and um was just like yeah it'll be, it'll be really good for like getting into colleges or like because I was also thinking about committing like to school for lacrosse and like that could be something that the coaches look at or whatever um because this is when I was super young but um I was like okay I'll uh, I'll go to the first meeting or whatever and so we come down to the first meeting, um, and I think all the meetings were like at MIT with all the like guest speakers, and then some like people that were working with everyone. And I like come up with some pitch about how I, I don't know, like no, nobody actually cares. I'm like sitting there next to like a neuroscientist and like somebody who invented water, and like, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, uh, uh, hi guys, I ski. <laughs> I can spin around on skis. It's kind of a big deal. You ever two Brett's too? People, people like hear other people talk, and they're like, honestly, everybody's like, 
what are they talking about? Because it's just like so far beyond like a lot of people. And then I talk and everybody's like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, it wasn't like, it wasn't that bad. And like a bunch of the people, they were super nice. And um, after, after that first meeting, I was like, okay, like I think I can do this. And uh, then we spent like six months preparing the speech and um, kind of just like, <clears throat> figuring out how to do it and like practicing it. Did, did you do that speech from memory? Yeah. Or, or, there was no teleprompter. No teleprompter. Dude, no. that's really impressive. Yeah, they, they, I think that you, they maybe do it now or. Just like kind of keep you on track? Yeah, they, I, th I think they have teleprompter. I, I don't know why I didn't do it without a teleprompter, but I know that I was having a lot of trouble like remembering what parts of the speech went where in the, like in order. Um, and so at one of the, uh, like pitch meetings this lady um, I, I all I can tell you about her is that she's a Harvard professor I don't know what she was talking about but I remember she's like a Harvard professor and she like sent me or, or basically like noticed that I was having trouble with it when or maybe I told people that and she like recommended me this thing called uh, mind palace which is like basically um, you you can do it with like anything really and I, I haven't I've done it with like some things like maybe during high school I was trying to like study or something, but um, you basically like you can, you, we can all like picture how we walk through our house. Like you, you know exactly where it is. You can walk through and like look, see everything in the house, like in your head, like you don't have to really think about it. You know where everything is. So you basically like put each part of the speech in like um, you would like create a route through your house mm. and like put each part of the speech in like a room. And so like each, each like subject was assigned to like a room. Interesting. And so like I used that as like a way to um, wow. kind of remember it. That's really cool. Yeah. Because like I would, I would like finish, like be like leaving a room, or, like finishing out with that and be like, okay, like now I'm going into like the living room and the living room is where I talk about um, like how I moved to Waterville or something and then just like start going off Waterville. And I definitely like stumbled through it a bit. No. Um, well, they edited it. Oh, there's a, there's a big stumble like in the <laughs> well, rock. Was, okay. All right. Well, cause like the <laughs> edited version, I'm like this kid, I'm like, I'm thinking that there's like a screen like this. that's like keeping you on track, like to the side <laughs> where you can like look down and be like, all right, now we're at Waterville. So at least like keeps you going. Yeah. But the fact that you still did it like cognitively, just like walking through. I was a, so a, nervous. A I, I was getting uh, like hives on my neck before or like big, Red, yeah, red hives on my neck, and they like put makeup over it before I went out. Oh, I shit. Yeah, and like I was like hugged my mom before, like shaking before I went out. And then um, I, I don't know if you remember, but I brought my sister up after, like on stage for some reason. Like my mom thought that'd be cute, which I guess like it probably was pretty cute, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I, so like, I brought, mom, come on, yeah. So I brought I her. Do this myself. <laughs> yeah, I brought I brought my sister on up at stage, and after we like go for a hug. But we like both lean the same way, <laughs> and it's super awkward. And then my friends at school just make fun of me that I kiss my sister. <laughs> yeah, that. dude. It looks like this. Kiss your sister, <laughs> yeah. dude. Nice TED no talk. No one do. Nice TED Kiss your sister. <laughs> I definitely would have made fun of that's that. epic. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, how many how many people were in were in the audience? Because because like, like, it cuts to it a couple times, but it's just like a, you can't really tell. Yeah, you can't really tell. Uh, there's a couple couple hundred people like Jesus, in the dude. in the audience. But um, that's a that's you can really see it was like like they were all pretty pretty dark and I was like blackout not paying attention like yeah. I, I couldn't even see what was in front of me but um there were, there was a bunch of people like it was at a school and then they had like like classrooms filled and like or like other gyms filled so like you'd buy tickets to see a speaker 
or like you pick which ones you want to go to and so you could go sit in the audience for that but then other than that like i actually didn't know that either so like i went really early and hold on hold on say that again you can so there's you can pick you can decide who you, yeah where so you, you buy go. you buy tickets to like clusters of speakers so okay. say there's like 20 speakers in a day and you can like go to four like you pick which four you want to or like they all speak together and then they like do like a switch so like people I can kind of that yeah huh. because well this was just at this one tedx beacon street or whatever yeah. in boston um and it was just because maybe their auditorium wasn't big enough but i didn't know that i just thought it was like the people sitting out there and, and i went early so then i'm glad i didn't know that because then after i went outside into the school and there was like like a huge gym like basketball gym filled with people there was every single classroom was filmed with people with like a live stream of the thing and like oh audio shit, going on Jesus. and i was like you're like oh my god yeah i did not realize how many people were here like they were there it's probably here. good uh, no no they're there there's like 20 speakers gotcha okay, okay it's like a it's like on like a sunday and they right. and then it's like oh tedx is coming to boston like let's have yeah. tw 20 speakers you can yeah and then there's like a ton of like it's like a carnival kind of there's like tons of stuff to do there it's oh, cool though sick Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably. Like I haven't been back to one though since. I, I would. I would like to go back to and and watch. It'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, but also better that you probably didn't know. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. definitely what better that I didn't know. Yeah, I just, I I knew. I think somebody told me before there'll be like five hundred people listening, and there might have been a little bit more. I don't actually know how many people there were, but like five hundred people, and I was just like, okay, this is like five hundred people in front of me, whatever. Dude, let's call it a thousand. Yeah, okay. call it a thousand. Yeah. There's like ten thousand people when there. When you yeah. when you're on when you're on the stage, it's like 20, when you're 20, on the stage and that something. that light is on you and you're kind of like you know going through your thoughts and you're in your rooms and you're like, can you even see out or are you just like looking at? Yeah, what well, that's present? what I'm trying to say. Like, it's just it's like a headlight yeah. kind of on your face. But also, this was like seven years ago. Yeah, so it was a long time ago. But I, I definitely remember being like crazy nervous and just like not even thinking about I, I was i wasn't looking at anybody in the audience i was just like kind of like like lights on nobody's home and i'm, I'm just like running through my house yeah. in my brain pretty yeah. much it's awesome dude did you you do you use that mind palace trick to like that's the thing i haven't used it that much but i've used it sometimes in school like i remember for some spanish yeah. like assignments where i had like vocabulary i i've used it before like could you apply it to skiing like learning mm, a new trick or doing something? Maybe. Maybe. I, I think it's more helps with like memory games. Like it's it's something where you can like metaphorically put um a like subject you need to remember. Yeah. I'm doing that with everything. Yeah, you can yeah. going for well, it. I mean you can do it with like a grocery list. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. not the Or first you could just type it in your notes on your phone too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what I do. But uh I've heard people do this in like college we talked about this. Mm. It's like a like one of the most effective ways to yeah there's a video memorize. about it called mind palace that's like explains it yeah. better than i did but it's dope yeah. speaking of new tricks dude like how do you how do you what is your process when you when you want to learn a new trick or teach like how, how like how do you do it like how do you it's definitely like progressed over my whole career i feel like when i was super when i was younger like started on trampolines and like obviously it started on trampolines because like the tricks were way smaller but now that the like I would say that when I was younger, it was a much bigger deal and like learning a new trick because it's like a completely new flip or like way of taking off on the jump. And now it's like I learn a new trick and it's it obviously like kind of relative and like depends. But usually it's just like a little bit different, but like way bigger, you know, like before like, oh, like I learned like a front flip and now I want to learn back flip. And like that's a huge step. Right. It's like a completely different thing. But now it's like. Oh, I'm doing like a 
dub 14 and i'm gonna like make it a 16 and it's just like you do the you do the same thing and then at the end you kind of just do like a 180 yeah so just like it's so like just like building like a building block essentially yeah and like i would say yeah the if there was like a graph for the tricks i've learned it would be like exponential and then now it's just like kind of getting like right you know a little bit more like fine-tuned and smaller but there's definitely some some things that like i haven't learned that i i'm wanting to learn and like um yeah and try and try out for sure yeah and a lot lot into what do you, do you do a lot into the airbag? Um, or, yeah, we or did we you? Do. No, I I did growing up, um, and then now um, now we we do it every once in a while. Um, Park City right now is like rebuilding their airbag, so it should be open in like August, and then we'll be using it a little bit more. But the since we're on the topic of airbag, which is interesting, but like it's such a like there's so many good things and so many bad things to the airbag, like it definitely makes everything way safer. And like, it's like a, it's almost like a false sense of like safety. And, and like you, you get so comfortable on the airbag where like you can literally do, this is like more of the downhill airbags. I don't know if you've seen those. Like it's like, it looks like a it's jump. An actual landing. Yeah. It looks like no, a jump. I don't think an I, actual I, I mean, landing. I, I don't think I have. It's sick. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, and actually so you, you're landing on a landing down, of an airbag and it's water and you can like ski down it for a second you then you tip over it's like really yeah it's so futuristic yeah. and and like it's so i mean you can still get hurt on it obviously but like you can try whatever you want to try on it and like be totally fine and so like you you go there for a little bit and you're just like get you get like so used to just like trying whatever and then you show up with on no snow. risk yeah with no risk and then you show up on snow and you're like and it's like cold and icy and you're like oh my god like yeah. this is terrifying yeah so like i definitely i definitely like to airbag to like i think i think they're like over airbagging is a thing for sure and like a, a lot of there's there's a lot of skiers like on the on the world cup circuit that will like airbag a ton um i mean and we we airbag a ton like i've been i'm i'm guilty of it too but like it's it it's definitely like I don't know. You can you can like see it in skiing sometimes where it's like somebody can like do that trick because they've been airbagging it versus like they can do it really well on snow with like I don't know. No, you can yeah. tell if somebody learned something in an airbag or yeah. learned it on snow. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Just, yeah. But I get what you're saying. It's like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's just like it. it yeah. It's like I guess there's a lot of airbag tricks going on right now. Like I have airbag tricks that like there's no like I don't know how you would have learned it without. Like it'd be so dangerous to learn it without airbag. Airbag, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, uh, it's it's just like kind of um, there's some aerialist type tricks out there that are like so gnarly and so big that like I don't know how you would do it without trying it on an airbag first. You'd have to be psychotic. Yeah. Did you do like gymnastics growing up? Um, a little bit. Like I think my yeah my parents were probably like oh this kid really likes a trampoline like we should probably get him yeah. into gymnastics or something, and I hated it but. Get right. to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those foam pits are sick. Though. I mean, that's sick. The, the <laughs> yeah. So the, they have foam pits. Um, like with, you've seen the ramp with the foam pit, right? Yeah. Like at Cop, at Woodward and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So they have that. And then like, that was honestly the first like airbag. And then, and then it become like in a flat airbag. And then now it's like an actual jump. Dude, with the flat airbags, like, is it? people like the flat airbags hurt snap your neck but that's how I, I grew up on a flat airbag at waterville so like yeah. i learned most of my tricks um on the trampoline and then i would try them on the airbag a little bit yeah and then hurt because because of it's impact? dry well it's like 
dry, so there's no, you like, like you don't really slide. Uh, I mean, and if, then, you, if you land upside down on one of those things, it's not like. Yeah, it's not that forgiving. Yeah. Interesting. Um, And it's, I mean, definitely, like, uh, forgiving. But it's, like, it. you can kind of, like, land sideways and then, like, just have, like, a lot of forward momentum and then just, like, snap down and, like, get whiplash, like, kind of yeah. hit your head on it and stuff like that. Um, and then the, fl- the downhill airbag is, like, not even, as, like, nearly as aggressive mm. as the as the flat airbag. I, I, I'm pretty I think I met Jack at the – did Jack airbag a little bit at Waterville sometimes? Definitely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I definitely airbagged with him when I was super young too. Um, but that's, that's another thing that, like, I'm, like, not super proud of is, like, I learned a lot of my tricks from the Waterville airbag. And, like, there's a, there's a ton of skiers out there that just, like, tried their, like, unnatural doubles and, like, doubles, whatever, without an airbag. And that is, like – so scary to me yeah Yeah. that that sounds insane i i get what you're saying but also so many skiers learn on an airbag yeah but that's also the like i mean we're in a sport where like you like it's not that accessible and so like the airbag makes it like even less accessible to like yeah do that you gotta go to the academy you gotta yeah you gotta pay for the airbag you gotta like go there in the summer and stuff like that it just make it's uh yeah something that like probably would be better if it didn't exist, but there'd be a lot more injuries. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I like it. Uh, it would be honestly better for our sport if airbags just didn't exist at all. I think, but like, there'd be more injuries for sure. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it it wouldn't be as pro- it wouldn't be progressing as quickly. Yeah, which yeah, for sure. Well, could you just launch? But but, but you could get it. Could be like more people would. Well, be, they have water. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. like the original. Thing. Yeah. That was yeah true. It was like. I said foam pits were, but actually water ramps probably the original airbag. Yeah. Um, but that's like, that's something that I always like have to remind myself of like, it's like, Oh, why did, why was there only like 300 people viewing our world cup? It's like, because no, like nobody has any idea what <laughs> slope style, slope <laughs> style skiing is. In, yeah. And if you do like, nobody yeah. knows what a dub 16 yeah seat which, belt is. which is which is fine though like i i get why like I, and i'm not and i don't think it's ever going to be like super known it's it's like a community thing and everybody who's a part of it like really loves what they're doing which is super sick um but like to stand out you just have to do try and do something that's uh unique but I, yeah. I feel like it ramps up you know when it becomes more like globally aware you like when you mm-hmm. can ramp up towards the winter olympics right yeah yeah like, definitely so like that's where a lot of people get their their right. following from so by the time like that time comes you know there's way more eyeballs on it because not mm-hmm. ju- it's not just our community that's talking about it it's it's everyone that's talking yeah. about it you know so th- that's why I, it's super important to like be as dollars as we can as it I guess as like a whole business like as you ramp up to the winter Olympics, yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody's watching. eyes on it yeah, yeah. everyone's watching yeah mm-hmm. um, and obviously that's obviously your focus between getting to the Olympics and competitions and all that and you know learning new tricks but has has film kind of like struck your interest at all yeah yeah I'm I'm glad we're moving on to that I was um I was just up at the uh vocal warehouse yesterday and cool. had some meetings with uh people up there but um that's definitely something that I'm like talking to sponsors about like Who you, who'd you meet with uh, with Sarah Loriston. Yeah, Sarah's yeah, yeah. Sarah's oh, yeah. The best. I forgot you guys would know them. And yeah. um, and Jared, I don't know his last name, and, and Derek McClendon. Yeah, yeah, McClendon? Derek, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Derek did my boot fitting up there yesterday. Oh, and he, he killed it. What did you? What did you? What did he put you in? You uh, the El Moro. So the El, the El Moro just had some new modifications to it this like 23 24 season and yeah. i'm gonna try it out in whistler a little bit but like in the fitting they felt really comfortable which like never happens for me usually like oh. when i first put them on there's like a couple things that like bother me and we punch out or like maybe put like an extra piece of foam to like make some more space but they 
they felt really good and um yeah i'm excited to try them and they like they're more like tight uh or like tight to my foot throughout the whole boot like as before there was maybe like some more space like at the top or like at the toe but like now it feels like the boot is like perfectly um like when you buckle it down it's like tight all the way through the entire like ankle consistent even pressure bro yeah exactly yeah and it's really nice they like they moved uh they just move some things around like they move the buckle down and like whatever and so it feels good that that showroom they have there's pretty cool huh yeah we i've i've been to that earlier but i just went to like the boot fitting room in the warehouse but that new showroom is uh is sweet derek built all those things really yeah all those racks i didn't know that he pulled that from like an old barn like all all that wood and then he all those displays that was him yeah it looks so good yeah that's a nice room i was like kind of was like what do you guys use the space for and it's it would just be like yeah if like you guys go up there or like other like ski shops want to like or like a big client yeah basically. see the line it out. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's like a uh, yeah definitely a good good room to have so you're what was the question you're, though you're where you're are we you're with sarah oh film. for film yeah yeah um that's definitely i mean that is a priority but like competing right now is definitely like a, a much more higher priority um when i have time i definitely want to be uh filming and um more i mean honestly i I really like just skiing like in general skiing the mountain skiing like upper lines and like and going fast so i I think i see myself more moving into like the into the backcountry into into bigger mountains um i'm actually looking into getting a sled right now this summer for next winter because we have like five or six weeks off during february and uh sick and honestly i also think that the the weather next winter is going to be similar to to this past winter out in, out in Utah and, and, and Mammoth because I don't know if you guys know I don't really know what this means but I just was reading about it yesterday that like El Nino is coming back again and it already like showed up on the the Dude, west coast I've been telling all the customers that yeah it's gonna be insane Biggest winter ever I think I think well they, I think they always like those winters always come in packs too so yeah. I already think it's gonna be big but like with El Nino on top of it yeah like I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. But no, no, yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but I'm optimistic. Were, and I think were, you, were you just in California? Were you in Mammoth? Yeah, I was in Mammoth for like three weeks. In May. Um, in yeah, I, I got there on like the fifth and left on the 29th. And mm-hmm. and Snowpack was was still. It was insane. I yeah. was just watching that edit you guys made. It was super dope. It was was that you? Uh, Wait, which one? The, uh, Magma. The uh, what's the, it called? We shouldn't play basketball. Oh yeah, with you uh, have a couple clips. Yeah, right? yeah, I had a couple clips. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. O- Owen was uh, living with us in that. Er, oh, in that week. Uh, H- that hide- hideous looking jumpers in that. In that edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the basketball shots <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were, were not not no, pretty. No, but, that uh, was you could tell. I was I was like sitting there. Um, we were playing basketball, and I like had hurt my shoulder the the days before, and. Uh, so I was like, tried to play for a little bit and was like bugging my shoulder too much. So then I was just sitting out and then I saw Owen whip out the camera and I was like, oh my God, thank God I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could look at a bunch of skiers playing basketball without knowing they were skiers and just be like, the, they ski. no, right. Well, <laughs> right. The second I see a jumper, <laughs> uh, so funny. but uh, was really I was going to ask you, was that, was that you doing a dub in the pipe in that? Yeah. That was crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah. I got uh, some pipe chops. Yeah, I I like every single year I go to Mammoth 
and I step to the pipe and oh, I yeah. think I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm like good at skiing pipe and it's just like a false, yeah, false sense of uh, comfort, just like the airbag because it's <laughs> yeah, like that, so that soft. That dub 12 you did was not impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, it's just so, so soft and I'm like, oh yeah, like this is, this is pipe skiing. This, this shit's so fun. Oh, you mean like and next then year? Yeah, it's, yeah. And then I go in the pipe in December in copper and I'm like, I'm never going in a pipe again. Mm-hmm. It's icy and Sheets. cold. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, it's just. So much more gnarly than people give it credit for, I think. Oh, for yeah. sure. Dude, yeah. it looks like a death trap, bro. Yeah. Well, a it, sloshy and, pipe, definitely, yeah. We have, like, say, if it's a good landing, we'll have, like, 40 feet of wiggle room of, like, you can land somewhere in this 40 feet and be fine. Like, even, like, landing on the knuckle, you're going to be you're gonna be totally fine. And then, like, hopefully, like, 20 feet above the tranny, you'll probably be fine as well and, like, be able to ride out of it. But in the pipe, there's, like, six feet of, uh, like, margin of error. Like, you have to land right below the deck and then before it gets flat and that's like a tiny amount of space so the margin of error is smaller and the the consequences oh yeah the consequences way higher too um but yeah like that that double is actually funny because i was like doing nines um basically every day like they the pipe was open till like two um but the pipes pipe riders only wrote it from like nine until one or 10 until one. So like from one to two, all the slopes skiers would go in there. We call it power hour and just go Sick. crazy for that hour. Um, and I was doing nines, um, on that wall and just kept landing super, super low every time. And I like, didn't really know why I couldn't really fix it. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. And, um, then on like the, uh, the two minus run, we were all like all the pipe skiers were just sitting there watching us, like laughing at us and stuff like that at the top. And then they were like grabbing their bags and like, we're going down and also there's so many people in the pipe at the time because there's these um i think it was i i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure it's like kaishu harano and um another half pipe rider snowboarders that oh. were like trying triples on, on this lap like right at the oh end God. of this day they were like gonna try triples and i like was standing up there and i didn't tell anybody what i was doing but i was like knew i was gonna like probably try it and then so <laughs> everybody like kind of went before me and I was super nervous and everyone's just standing at the bottom, like waiting to watch these guys do triples. But I was like also going to try this. So I like asked my friend Tristan Feinberg to film me and I go and do like a straight air and like flail and then do another straight air and flail. And he, and he was like, what is this kid? Why am I filming this kid? Like <laughs> straight airs on the half pipe. And then I like, go up and set it and you can just see like right when I set it, he's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and then rode out and all my friends at the bottom, like what, what the heck? Like I had no idea you were doing that. That's, that's, that's sick. so funny. That's yeah. really sick. <laughs> it was scary though. How and I had no idea where I was. Like I had no idea if I was going to deck land flat. Like was I, that your first one? Uh, I d- I've done one double before, uh, like a dub flare, and I, like barely rode out of it last year, and that one was out of like, I don't know, I just uh, I don't Holy know why shit. I did that last year. <laughs> Credit to you, dude. I mean, <laughs> the pipe is so scary. Yeah, it is. It is pretty. And, pretty and what scary. are you? You're on revolts. Yeah, I ride. I pretty much ride like every revolt ski in that line. Um, my favorite all time ski. If I had to pick one ski to ski for the rest of my life, it'd probably be the one of four. Revolt. Nope. I just think that it's like so versatile. Like you can ski it in the park, you can ski it in pal. Like you, can, you can just do whatever, you, whatever you want on it. Um, but I really like the ni- the new ninety six is super fun for like the slushy skiing in Mammoth. That's what I was riding the whole time I was there. Um, ninety six. The ni- new ninety six. Yeah, because yeah. it's like super wide at the front, so it kind of just like punches through the the slush. Um, and it's super soft, which is which is fun in the slush as well. And you've been on vocal double for a while, right? Yeah, since I was. 
13, I okay. think. Yeah. 13 or 14. Yeah. I've been with that, with that, um, with those three. But yeah, um, just this, this past year, I, I would always like ride the same ski, but just this past year, I kind of like opened up to like the whole revolt line. Usually it would be like on, they used to have a 85, like the wall. And I was on the wall for a really long time, but mm. now I've like, I've been riding like all their skis this year and um, it's been super fun. You ever get on a mantra? Uh, no, I have a Blaze 106. Uh, no. I have a Blaze 106 touring setup. I've never been on a mantra, I don't think. Mantra is a beast. Yeah. I the red one? <laughs> yeah. Or the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, how did they approach you when you were 13? The, like, is that like the mantra M6? The M6, yeah. 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 How did that work, like from those guys? Um, They definitely didn't approach me. I definitely wrote them an email, I think. That's what what I was doing back then, I think, nice. to get to get skis, like, sending over. I had, like, a resume and a season edit, and I would, like, copy and paste the same email to, <laughs> to either, honestly, not a lot of companies. I wasn't, like, sending it to everyone. I would just send it to Fisher. I yep. was sending it to, like, Fisher skis when I was super young over and over again every week. Did you ever get a response? Never got a response from Fisher. <laughs> That's Berkowitz, uh, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, Matt Berkowitz. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's our he, brand director. He, he, he never responded to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, what I was M. Berkowitz at Fisher yeah. Skis yeah. or something he, like that. He, yeah. he works at Ski Monster. No way. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he, he's oh, a hawker. Dude, I wish he was here now. I know. Yeah, yeah he never responded to me. Don't worry then, about it. He's a hawker. <laughs> so, so similar when he was when he was younger, like around your age, you know, 13, 14, he was doing the same thing to brands because he thought he was going to be a pro skier. That's funny. Um, well, I mean, fast forward, like you got to give those, um, those guys credit though, because <laughs> but you got to give those like ski brand um, team managers credit because they're they get like a thousand emails a day. Yeah, it's insane. Like yeah. uh, Sarah was telling me yesterday, like she, my emails just always get buried whenever I send her emails because like she gets so many emails sure. from kids. We we did a uh, podcast with with uh, Jason Leventhal mm-hmm. from Jay Skis, and yeah. at the time, you know, he you know, he started Lion Skis back in the day, mm-hmm. and and Jay was telling the story because Berkowitz was like. You know, basically like emailing Jay like at line, like yo, like sponsor me, sponsor me, sponsor me. And then Jay, it's so funny. He was like, I remember. He's like, he just responded back to Burgos. He's like, dude, I can't sponsor you. You're, you're just a hucker. <laughs> no way, because he wasn't grabbing, spinning fast, oh, spinning so tight. Funny. Like, you said that hucker. to Berkowitz? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've uh, we've told that him. we've told that story probably five times I'm on gonna, this I'm podcast, gonna, but I will tell it every, every episode. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tell that story. I want to be on every episode. Berkowitz still has the email response. From Jay Webb. <laughs> it's unreal. We you're, should get it printed out. I, and I, I'm so glad that that he didn't respond to you. That makes my day. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I would. I maybe would be riding on fishes right now. Who knows? I, I that was yeah, the first exactly. ski. That was the first ski I got. Uh, first twin tip ever. And then I loved it and was skiing it until I was probably like 13. Then, um, then honestly, honestly, like, I I guess I I got to think more about how that the vocal interaction went. But I would I would imagine I I like emailed them. And then they said yes, and like it was maybe like a buy one get one type of deal, and I was like, oh god, like I love Fisher though. I don't know if I want to leave. And then I was like, oh whatever. And then started skiing <laughs> on vocal, um, and wow. have it. So I've only I've actually only skied on Fishers and vocals like my whole life. I mean, I've, tri- I've tried. Wow. I've tried. What a, what a yeah. great what a great nugget that was. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. And so how did it work with Red Bull, dude? How'd that work? That was crazy too. Um, so. In the Atlanta Big Air, I don't know if you guys saw anything about that. That was yeah. probably 20, 20, December 2019. They did like a Big Air in the Atlanta Brave Stadium. And um, I I was just like walking through the hotel lobby and my agent was like sitting at a table with some people and he was like, oh, hey, Hunter, come over here. Like 
come come sit down. And I was like, uh, like I'm okay, like whatever. I, I was looking for my parents or something, and I was like, so I went and sat down and talked to um, just like talked to these guys for a while and about like whatever. And then eventually, somewhere in the conversation, like I heard that they worked for Red Bull, but I didn't actually know that like initially when I was talking to them. And then my parents came over and sat down at the same table and then they started talking talking with them as well and they were just like hitting it off really well um and like had no no plans of like meeting each other at all but it was just like my agent was just like oh come sit down and talk to these guys and then like talk to them and then my parents ended up actually like spending the whole night with them and partying with them playing cornhole like all night with <laughs> with those guys nice. because they like knew similar people or something or, I yeah. don't know, my parents just like know so many people for some reason they like somehow had a mutual friend and uh and then that kind of started like an interest for them, I guess. I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really like do anything there. Just I like, kept skiing and had a really good year that year uh, in 2020 before COVID. Um, and I, I was definitely like, my agent would give me little hints of like that they were interested in stuff. So I was like getting super excited, but he was like trying not to get me really excited. But he was telling me. And uh, then COVID hit. I would, I was still talking to him, but it went pretty much dark from Red Bull. Like he's like, I, I don't know what happened. Like they're not responding or they're like out of office. Like, well, we'll see what happens. And then, so that was like r definitely a scary time. Cause I was like, Oh no, like yeah. I was getting so yeah, close bro. and now it's like over. But then, um, in, in June, I don't know, you guys know Joe, but I don't, I don't know if you know, John DeVio, the other, he's another, um, rebel guy, but he was he was my athlete manager and he got a promotion. Then Joe became my athlete manager. But John was originally who signed me, and so he came up to Portsmouth and we went out to lunch with him, um, and it went super well. Just like didn't like I didn't know that I was going to get sponsored at that time, but I knew like they were super interested. He, like and he probably knew maybe and like maybe my parents knew, but I didn't really know anything. And um, kept you in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they gave me like a bunch of Red Bulls that that day, and I was like, oh, like crazy like i just I, I got like like four like maybe two packs of red bulls and thought it was like the <laughs> best day ever it's yeah. like, oh, this is God. so yeah. sick yeah yeah and uh i mean it is sick yeah it was sick <laughs> i was so hyped and um and then i soon after like um they, they maybe finished up the contract i guess and and like sent it to my house and so my agent was like hey your contract's like on the way and then i, I left for hood um, and so like it got to my house right when I had got to hood and I was, uh, skiing out there with the U S team ended up falling and hurting my knee. And we didn't really know at first what happened, but I, like, I knew I hurt my knee, didn't get an MRI yet, but, um, it was definitely really bad and I, I wasn't sure what it was, but, um, I was like, okay, like I could pro probably like hurt my knee, probably tore my ACL. And also Red Bull is like, I have a contract that I'm about to sign and now I haven't signed it yet. And now they're going to like pull out whatever. So I ended up getting the terrible news that I actually did tear my ACL. But then like that same day or like a day later, the um, John called me and was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like whatever happened to your knee, like doesn't, I don't care what happened to your knee, it doesn't matter. Like everything's going to be fine. We're still going to sign you. Like if it is bad, like you just like recover and we'll support you through the whole thing. If it's not, then that's fine. Like then whatever, but it doesn't matter. We're just going to support you through like whatever whatever it is. And so that was like a huge weight lifted off my back because I was like so upset about those two things. And, uh, and yeah, they, they basically just like supported me through a whole year of injury, which so, I think is really cool because like I, I'm not, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think a lot of brands would do something like that where they're like, 
they'll just be like, oh, we'll wait till next year, like when you're back on skis. But like, yeah. they they just were like, don't worry about it. We're in the long run with you. Like, let's let's sign you now and and like get you started. And I was like, okay, sounds awesome. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, it was it was. And my my parents were like, or my dad's too, was like, like that is so cool of them to do cool. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Red Bull's dope. Yeah, for sure. Sponsored by Red Bull, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then we talked about this briefly before we started recording, but but you were you were here. Um, do you Have you been to that cliff diving event before in Boston? Yeah, so th- that was their second year doing it in Boston this year. They did it in like 2013 or yeah. something, right? Yep. They did yeah. it a long time ago, but uh, uh, they brought it back and did it last year and this year. So I went last year as well. Nice. It's pretty rad. It is really cool. Dude, the weather was better Sometime. last year, huh? Yeah, it was better. This year it was like it was like raining shit, right? Yeah, I was yeah. I was wearing like a jacket and pants. Yeah. And it was still cold. It was real. It was like dude, watch fifty those, degrees and raining. Those guys and jump jump off the ICA is crazy, dude. Insane. Well, also they're not allowed to jump when with winds over thirty two miles per hour, or like they won't. And it was like consistently twenty five. Oh god, <laughs> which dude. is like you can just tell that is just like. <laughs> Like, you're like so okay, gnarly. so I guess we can, but nobody. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, like that. yeah, yeah." It's like in our competitions when it's just like windy, and there's like it's the same thing. Like, yeah, we won't ski if it, if the winds are like too bad, but if it's just like a consistent wind downhill, we'll do it. But it still sucks. You're like yeah. thinking about it the whole time. Every every like in run to the jump, you're looking at the flag. It's just like something you're thinking about, which you don't need to be thinking about. Dude, you know? do you yeah. like black out when you hit the jump? Like you're you're coming up and you're gonna hit. Do whatever, like a core sixteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you blacking out? Or are you no, doing no. every turn? <laughs> um, like <laughs> I'm blacking out. Well, like some, sometimes I feel like if the trick, like sometimes I'll, I guess, yeah, like not spot everything very well, and like the trick doesn't really look that good. But like if you do it really well, you'll like spot like five times. You like look at the landing, spin, look at the landing, spin, look at the landing. Like I don't know if you saw Max. Uh, Mac Forehand's like 21 at, at X Games But when they did The slowed down version of it He looks at the landing Like eight times Every like, spin Yeah he like Jesus. looks And then looks look. It's like crazy How many yeah. times Yeah And do spinning that fast And like still get that That like look Sometimes yeah When I do like the bigger tricks It's it's a lot harder to spot Yeah uh, Mac But spotting is helps Yeah yeah um, I wanted to ask you about That uh, Red Bull Cascade event That uh, Yeah Bobby Brown, yeah, that Bobby was Brown awesome. put it on, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Bobby's, uh, Bobby's baby, but um, yeah, it's super fun. It's it's like uh, every skier's dream competition. It's like a sick park through like natural features and stuff yeah. like that. It kind of was they, like Red Bull Natural Selection. Yeah, know, yeah. I mean, Natural Selection is definitely like way way gnarlier in terms of like big uh, big mountain skiing. Okay, like, it's a. Uh, they there's it's basically like a free ride world tour type thing where they just have this huge gnarly face that they like can pick their lines down ours was like you can pick your lines down it was more like park oriented i would say okay. but i mean who know i'm i wouldn't be surprised if they keep like trending towards um just getting gnarlier and gnarlier with it every year but this year they did it um last year as like a trial event and uh it didn't really go anywhere it was kind of just like a trial for them to see if it would work and then this year they did it again with like a lot more um structure around it and the weather just didn't play out the way they wanted it to but it was still really really fun because they like couldn't it was warmer and we were like practicing or like the first day it was warm and we like practiced through it and there was a uh, like natural features in the woods where we would like put ruts in and then it hard froze the rest of the time we were there so it was like really icy in the woods and there was no way to like groom it and yeah. the, the, the groomed features were good but like in the woods it was like you know yeah sketchy yeah. 
sketchy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. But it was that competition is super sick. Like and, and I back any competition that is like um different from just the regular slopes out where regular slopes obviously I love doing them, they're super fun, but like um uh Red Bull Cascade, Red Bull Unrealistic Play streets, all of those three events that I went to this year, I did like I, I did all of them, and they were so much fun. Yeah, they were insane. So, did you? Uh, I was seeing Andreas Hoffite at uh, Unreal. That was insane. Yeah. Just throwing. Oh my down. god! Well, he he showed up, and somebody called it like right when he showed up, and he was like tricking every feature, and we were all like doing nothing on them, and somebody was like, "He's gonna win," and I was like, "Oh my god, that'd be!" Crazy. And everyone was rooting for him to win. We, I I wanted to win the whole time. Like he was thirty five, <laughs> and obviously one of the best skiers like ever. And um, and we're all like in our prime competing at like all World Cups, X Games, like Olympic medalists, blah blah blah. Like he beat Jesper, he beat Ahal, he beat Colby, um, he beat Henrik. And he <laughs> yeah. hasn't been like dropping at it. He's thirty five. Like, yeah, he has recently. a kid. He just he came in like and 10. wiped the floor. <laughs> yeah, just off, off the couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, literally. He has a kid that's like uh, yeah ten or something that was there watching. Jesus. Yeah, so funny. That's sick. Yeah. Well, those, those were the cool two watch. events I wanted to talk to you about. The ca- the Cascade. I back those events so hard. Unrealistic. They're, they're awesome. Anything yeah. that is um, just like a creative way to have a competition is they're so much fun and they get, they attract a big crowd um, and they're just fun to be a part of. And the features are usually sick. And bring back real, real ski. Yeah. Be my, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bring back real ski. Would suggesting be it, uh, X Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't I can't um, talk too much on real ski because I've I never competed in it or, or was a part of it. But I definitely like everybody loved watching them so yeah. much. Those those videos are always like so sick. It's a shame they got rid of it. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yep. How you feeling, AP? Feel great. Red Bull's got me buzzing. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boys are buzzing. Yeah. Hunter's got me buzzing. It's crazy that you know looking at your landing eight times during a trick. I'm trying to like conceptualize that. What was that? Just like doing like a crazy like like spot in your landing. Spot yeah, in your landing yeah. eight fucking times. No, it's hard in the air, bro. AP is a big. He he had a big send this year. He had, yeah. a, yeah, he had like a thirty-five foot cleft. Dude, it was like a f- no, dude. It was Where? like fifty. No, <laughs> no, in the back country at Jackson. Jackson. So we, we were at the peak of his life. We were at, on, we were at the peak free, of my life. Free skier, <laughs> um, free skier test at Jackson. Oh, uh, us three. Uh, and George, you got a storm, Georgio and Berkowitz. Dude, it was awesome. And so we went. We were just. So Berkowitz used to sponsor. Uh, Wait, so what is Berkowitz? Sorry, what does Berkowitz do at Ski Monster right now? He's like our brand director. Okay, so all marketing type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he used to sponsor a couple of guys or a handful of people out in Jackson back when he worked at Fisher. Mm-hmm. And so those guys have gone and retired now. But you know, when we go out for free skier, you know, he they come and meet us, and so we basically have like guides. You know, so yeah, they yeah. Kind of take us all like, and Berkowitz like, oh, let's get some shots or whatever, and they take us to all the spots that you know they've skied over the last couple of days, like, no, I'll, I'll show you where we can get some good stuff. Yeah. So we go to this little zone. Um, we kind of ski under it. AP stays high. He doesn't know how big it is. Yeah. I have no idea. And so in Berkowitz, <laughs> so he's yelling down. He's like, yo, is it, is it legit? And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, no. Not, no. And Matt Berk was like, yeah, dude, you got this, bro. Oh, like, you're yelling down. Is it legit? No, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't see the landing. I couldn't see what's going on. Was the landing good or not? It was uh, a good landing, but it was a big cliff. Dude, it was like three feet of snow. That's right. It was kind of flat. <laughs> a little flat. <laughs> yeah, it always is, though. Always. Yeah, always a little flat. But Matt's always dude, like... Show him the photo. I know you want to. Dude, he's like, I get it on. <laughs> I'll pull it up. Dude. And so, so long story short, a- AP had the scent of his life. 
Nailed it. Fucking stomped it, bro. <laughs> stomped it. Yeah. Got got the got the sh- got the photo. <laughs> yeah, Doc was a little sore. Got, yeah, got the photo. Dude, my knees came up, hit me right in the face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm good. So yeah. that was that was day one. Okay, fast forward to the end of the trip. You know, Garrett's. We've told we're going to keep talking about because it it's funny. Garrett's trying oh, to, funny. to match match AP's air send. Boosted that shit, right, bro? That's, that's all my burners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we just got lucky, dude, because, like, the snow showed up, you know? And, like, yeah, yeah. later on in the week, what, Eric, what Eric's going to get to into right in, like, two seconds, but it the snow just started to, like, get softer and disappear, and the sun kind of, like, melted away. So Gary Gohard is trying to keep up with me because I got the shot in the first day. I needed to get a good air shot. I needed to get a good air shot. Le- like last day, last run, last fucking day. He, yeah. We're in the backcountry, and, and like there's like this little diving board feature, mm-hmm. and same thing. He's like, "Yo, I got this." And Matt's yelling, like, Matt's "Yeah, yelling, dude's dude. fine." Me, and, dude, me and Eric are on the top looking down, and I remember looking at you. You're like, "What the, f- dude? No fucking way!" Dude. Yeah, dude. And, <laughs> and he fuck? he hit it, exploded, and broke yeah. his ankle. Yeah. This year, yeah, yeah. in this February, March. Yeah. this uh, March. beginning of March. Uh, but kudos but to Garrett. Now. He he skied. He skied out of there on one foot. Death before dude, slide, yeah, dude. It was, dude. Death before it, dishonor. It was, it, <laughs> it was impressive. He went through the hobacks all the way, and then and we went to the ski patrol, and me and the ski patroller took the boot off, dude. Oh, my God. Did you, dude, blew <laughs> the fuck up. You're like, holy shit. It was so swollen, He's and like, I was like, dude, I don't think it's broken. <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's fine. That's why we have that eye walk right there. Garrett, was he <laughs> bought whoa, that thing because he was because he was in a, a boot for he was on crutches <laughs> for dude that <laughs> thing that thing's a relic at this point. So my doctor told me to get that. He was like, you're a skier, like you you'll have good enough balance to be able to use this thing and like maneuver it. I I ordered it. It was like a hundred bucks, and uh, I get it, and I'm like, this thing is so goddamn sketchy to walk. <laughs> is on. it? Yeah, I I never used it. It's oh too sketchy to walk on. Yeah. But um Well, can you make it taller for yourself? You must be able it's to. It's not do it. tall enough, too. Oh, you can't yeah, even make it tall it's, enough. It's, it's well, that would make it setting. sketchy. Yeah. yeah I feel true. like if it's They don't make gargantuan like, size. Dude, they don't, it doesn't come in unit size, dude. <laughs> it does not, yeah. dude. Crazy. It's like So yeah, that AP we had to give him that cuz he's been he's been he's been buzzing since that since that cliff talk. So, you know, you yeah. just like you land something, glowing, you, you know? hit something, you know, like yeah. you're in a half pipe and you're doing what the fuck do you do? like a dub fucking Yeah. yeah dude, same shit. You know? like, yeah. <laughs> same exact know, same thing. exact thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's why we ski, dude. Yeah. You, know, you get the fucking buzz and you're like this is the sport's awesome. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Dude, so I Chasing know Chasing that every day. Yeah, dude. I know they're all your homies, but what what skiers are you looking up to right now like which ones are you most stoked on uh that's a good question um i mean i spend a lot of time with a hall uh just because we're traveling around with him so much he's and a machine yeah and he's just um he, he's just killing it right now i mean he's always killing it but like uh he he's so like creative in the way he skis and, and he just dominates in like all on all aspects like you put him in the streets he kills it you put him in, in the park in the pipe in backcountry i think he's like one of the best uh, well, personally, I think he's one of the most well-rounded skiers. Um, so I'm definitely looking up to him a bunch and, like, hanging out with him a bunch, which is really cool. Um, and then aside from him, I would say, yeah, I mean, all, I, all my teammates are, like, killing it right now. So, like, uh, yeah, everybody on the US team, like Colby, Mac, Cody, um, Connor, yep. everybody's um, – it, it's, like, a super – we have a really, really good group right now, like, all – 
all traveling and skiing together, which is really fun because we're all we're all good friends as well. So um, it's it's definitely been a fun year, and, and, and it's going to be a fun couple few years a, ahead. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else that that I've been really liking watching. I mean, my all like all time favorite is Oisin Broughton. He's been like my favorite since Hell yeah. since like 13 or 14. Um, but he hasn't really been skiing that much anymore. But I, I'll still go back and like watch his old videos and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, dude, the talent's crazy on the team, huh? Yeah, right now on the on the US team. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, we have we have a bunch of good, really good tiers. So that obviously, I mean, always always US does, but like I would say right now, everybody's yeah. How how many how many slops like for slope style are there in the Olympics? Uh, Four, four, four. Yeah, four guys. Four Four of those guys. Yeah. So there's I think there's like six of us right now. So two. It's it's usually like that. It's usually six. Two alternates maybe. Yeah, two alternates. Yeah. Sick. Mm -hmm. Dope. Mm Hmm. Well, that'd be dope if you if you qualify, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely definitely the goal. I mean, um, like I said, like skiing uh, and competing the World Cups and hopefully X Games soon too is like is high priority as well. But um, I meant to say this earlier, but I didn't. Is like moving right now. That's high high, high priority, but also like I never, I, I never want to stop skiing, and I always want that to be like an option for. Um, to be able to travel and ski all over the world for as long as I possibly can. So like moving into um, the backcountry right now, when I have my free time to like t- start to hone in my skills back there and get experience because like, like what a lot of people don't realize is how, I mean, even I don't realize it cause I haven't really been back there that much, but like it takes a lot of, of experience to really like be dialed in the backcountry. And so like starting it as soon as I possibly can is something I want to do. And like, get get in there and get used to it um and then eventually as like i start to move out of slope style skiing when i'm like 28 30 or whatever however old. long i stand yeah yeah, yeah. when <laughs> 27 is not old <laughs> yeah yeah whenever whenever that that time comes i want to be able to like move into um backcountry with and be ready to to like charge like sick would you go like, on the tour like the Free ride, world tour. Um, who knows? That'd be yeah. sick. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, a uh, good friend just did that. Finn, Finn yeah. Billis. He he oh, was yeah. he was a uh, slope style skier for a long time, and then kind of was just getting tired of it. I mean, it's it was just progressing at like a rate that was like kind of dangerous and like something that wasn't really stoking him out that much, and he was ready to move into something that was um, more uh, made him happy, which was which was riding the mountain and, and hitting sick lines, and he's. Definitely one of my favorite skiers on the yeah. World Tour. Maybe I'm biased, but I think he, he crushes it. Dude, those events are so much fun to watch. Yeah, they're insane. It's crazy, bro. They're insane. And, and like, pick out. it's so hard to, like, um, get, like, a grasp of how big the stuff they're actually hitting is. For sure. Or, like, how gnarly it is. Like, they don't really show, like, POV that much, but the, you can't see anything. And all the rocks look the same. Yeah. And one's, f- like, 15 feet and one's, like, 80. And you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, this one <laughs> no it, it, when you watch the the, the video of it, it it doesn't do it no no just not at all. So. i mean most things in skiing don't though like even street skiing you see a rail i remember when i was a kid i would see somebody hit a rail and then do like a front two out and i'd be like oh i can do front twos like i can i can do that <laughs> and then like you actually like look at the rail that they hit or something or you see it in person you're like oh my god i would die yeah like, <laughs> yep. like it's not just it's like it, it's I, I remember doing that ton as a kid watching ski movies i'm like oh like I could easily do this. Like I, I can do front twos on. I yep. can do twos. I can do like a back swap, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I go, I got this. And then you uh, see the rail, yeah. and it's like you fall into like a Fuck. river or something. Yeah. Yeah. you fall off like a fifty jagged foot. rocks. You literally you fall off to. a parking garage. I was looking at this <laughs> this like ledge uh, DFD on the way over here, which you couldn't hit because it was like 
Um, there's like tons of cracks in it, whatever. But uh, it like lands on a, on the dock by uh, like in Charlestown. Yeah, in Charles. When the walk over, like yeah. in, on like in front of the garden, I think there's mm-hmm. like a like a DFD, and like if you jump to the right, you land in the water. If you jump to the left, you land like on the dock. And I was like, it'd be so funny to like, like purposely dive into the water. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like growing up in this life, you you just become. You're just always searching for urban rails. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always. Like or like skiing, um, or, or just like sitting in the car, like the the Tom Walsh imagination video, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like you, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would always like sit there with my like not even my fingers, like just like watching out the window and just like jumping from over like driveway to driveway, like every yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. Well, dude, this is awesome. Stoked that you came through. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys had me. It was super fun. Yeah, man. Yeah. We. I think we. I think we. We covered it all, dude. That was. That was good. Yeah. You got to chop it up, AP. Yeah. We got to drink some Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Sick. I feel good for the rest of the day now because this thing is gonna keep me going. Yeah, dude. When we were at like a Red Bull event of any kind, and these, you like, you can't escape these. Oh no. They're everywhere. <coughs> they're everywhere. They're like everywhere. Wait, do you outside your room? They're like put. They're just like the yeah. plate, and you're like. So, you know, they're Can you like so, fill so them up with water or some th- shit, bro? Um, you probably can't say that. Bro. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, they, 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 what they, do you do? They have, <laughs> a, they have water bottles. There's like yeah. rebel water bottles. So yeah. there's this kid, this dude, Mitch. Uh, he he works at at Ski Monster. He's the, he's he's good shit. And uh, he went to some skate camp. I, I can't remember. It. Was it Woodward? Was it Woodward? Oh, yeah. that, I can't remember. Like so Woodward the, Midwest or the whatever the one Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania one. Yeah. So he, so he went when I think he was like 13. Or something like that, twelve, mm-hmm. and he's like, as soon as we get there, like they, like they, they don't let anybody skate the first day, because like everyone's all hopped up, everyone wants to skate, everyone wants to like show everybody that they can fucking ride. But he's like, out of like safety, because they're like, they want everyone to kind of acclimate, like calm down, like don't want no one skating the first day, like kind of kids just feel like, like it's so worked there, right? So oh, worked, yeah. yeah. So his first, so instead of skating, they did like a kickflip contest. So they're like, whoever can do is the the most amount of kickflips and like like five or whatever it was, five minutes, something like that gets, gets unlimited Red Bull for the whole time that you're here. Jesus. <laughs> and Mitch won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, you know what kind of fucked up shit <laughs> happens through your head when you give it a, a, a 13 year old unlimited Red Bull for five days straight. <laughs> yeah. He goes, by the time I left, I was, I was twisted, bro. I was twisted. <laughs> I mean, Yo, that makes sense. I actually this. have an, a, a very important question that I, I'm happy. I remembered. Um, Best park on the east, and why is it Loon? <laughs> <laughs> right now, like this year? Yeah. Um, well, I only skied Loon, Sunday River, Waterville this year. That's all I skied this year. But Loon is definitely killing it for sure. I stopped by on, um, after I was like doing some ski stuff, I, I was like driving past, and I, I wasn't even planning to go skiing at Loon, but I had... I was like driving past and it looked so fun. And then I was like, oh, I want to go skiing. I was like, oh, I have all my stuff in the car. And just like randomly like off the the thing and skied for a couple hours there. And it was, it was super fun. Yeah. Um, And then I think Corinthia definitely has one of the best parks for sure. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I haven't. uh, Yeah. I mean, it's Corinthia and Loon and um, Sunday River did a really good job when we were there as well. They, uh, they, they, it's more of like the, the park when the park is good, but then also like you go and meet the people that are like running the park and they're just so down for to like build whatever you want and like want your feedback. And they like, don't think they don't think that like they're the shit and they know like what's going on. They just like, they want to learn and like hear feedback and be like, how do, how do you like, what should we do? Like, what can we do to make this jump better? Like, blah, blah, blah. What, what features should we put in? 
and then you tell them and then it's there the next day or like they're they're like working on it and it's it's like so sick and Sunday River is definitely um, making <laughs> no. that happen. Are you sure us. that's not just the power of a Red Bull helmet? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Could be. Could be a little bit of that. But um, you're also a loon homer to, to the day you die. So 100%, dude. Yeah. Yo, yeah. have you, do you ever go like South, like South America? Uh, no, never been to, never in South America, but I'm going to Australia, New Zealand in September and uh, August. Sick. So yeah. you go to, you go to Whistler on Monday. Yeah, Whistler on Monday for like ten days. We have like a US team training camp there, and cool. then I'll come back to um, the East Coast. I'm going to the Jersey Shore for a bit for the Fourth of July. Sick. Dope. But then um, going back out west to uh, Woodward Copper, and I'm being like a guest pro there for the week, which is super fun because I can like invite a couple friends and, and um, they give us a condo and we'll go stay there, and then we'll like Sick. play kickball with the kids or like play dodgeball which is hilarious yeah. <laughs> just like chucking <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, kids. yeah just yeah. ruining them <laughs> yeah um prison ball dude free range <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 it's just so funny where it's like it's like you are doing that and then somebody smokes a kid in the face and everyone's like you dick yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we're all <laughs> doing it you gotta do it <laughs> yeah bad day you're like all right councils versus kids line up yeah <laughs> <laughs> now you're all in big trouble <laughs> <laughs> now you're I was a camp counselor for, for a few summers. That, that was my favorite thing to do, prison ball. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, all right, like a bunch of fifth or sixth graders, like you had like a rough morning. You're like, yeah. all right, after lunch, fucking prison ball. But they, <laughs> but they honestly think, though, Line they can up. beat you up. Like they, they, the fifth graders think they can oh, win. Oh, yeah. 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 Dude, they're like in their head like, oh, dude, we got this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Idiots. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, I'll go do that in, uh, at Woodward Copper for a week, which will be super fun, and then I'll have most of August off. Nice, man. Cool. Oh, All right. That was awesome. Hunter, thank you very much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, let's wrap there. And, uh, yeah, drink Red Bull, ski vocals, and Dub L's, and Oakley's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all those things. All right. <laughs> Peace, y'all.